comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Listening to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 212 for season three, episode four of The Walking Dead, entitled Some Guy. I'm your host, Craig DeManda. Join with me this evening, Mr. Richard Chubtoad Sheldon. He that shall live this day and see old age will weekly on the vigil feast his neighbors and say, Tomorrow is podcast day. Then will he strip his sleeve and show his scars and say, These wounds I had on podcast day. Old men forget, yet all shall be forgot. But he'll remember with advantages what feats he did that day. Then shall our names, familiar in his mouth as household words, Craig the host, Daryl and James, Chubtoad and Aaron, Russell and Buster, be in their flowing cups freshly remembered. This story shall the good man teach his son, and podcast, podcast shall ne'er go by from this day to the ending of the world. But we in it shall be remembered. We few, we happy few, few, we band of brothers. For he today that speaks his words with me shall be my brother. Be he ne'er so vile, this day shall gentle his condition. And gentlemen on internet, now abed, shall think themselves accursed they were not here, and hold their manhoods cheap whilst any speaks that spoke with us on Walking Dead Podcast Day. Uh, I'm sorry, Richard, I wasn't recording. Can you do that again, please? I'm just, I, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> Kenneth Barnock would be proud. Oh, man. Ezekiel should not wow. get all the speechifying. That That's was, what I'm saying. That was yeah. even in the right meter. Very, very, I'm impressed. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to yeah, say, Richard. That was good sugar cookies tonight. You yeah, the good ones tonight. That's right. Thank you, bravo, Richard. Bravo, bravo. You know what, Rich? I'm not just a friend. I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Chub Toad Zero One, everyone. Chub Toad Zero One. Mr. Daryl Taylor is with us this evening as well. Daryl, what's up? Hey, hey, I have nothing that even, I can't top that. You, you can't speak in meter? I just have can't... to step to the side. I, he won that. He, he won. won that. <laughs> and Mr. Jim Dietz. I'm, uh, I'm just over here pouring out my 40 for Shiva, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely got to tip your, your flask there. I know, man. It's rough. So, but you know what? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it right here off the top of the show. This is the best episode this season so far. I agree. Heartedly agree. I really, really think so. And I think it's mainly, well, partially because it focused on two of my favorite characters. But I just thought the writing was really good. All the little like uh, camera like 
tricks and flashbacks and everything it worked and it worked for me where in a lot of other cases where they've tried to do that kind of time travel stuff it hasn't i thought it really worked for me here with the flashbacks and everything it totally worked out for me i thought it was just top to bottom an excellent episode well because it was i mean all out war it was just like the other two episodes except there were the character pieces the character development the character spotlight like you said the others were just war 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 bullet zombies war dead zombies war 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 which i like the action but when that's all it is and there's no true substance no and this episode had substance well we all know how i feel about carol Oh, yeah. oh, so I've gone on re- long on record about my feelings on Carol. So <laughs> seeing Ninja Carol back in action just did my heart. Yep. Uh, she just climbed up in the ceiling like it was nothing. Went up there shooting bullets. Like, wow. Okay. It's been a while, but she's back. Mm. Oh, man. So we're missing somebody tonight, though. Aaron is not with us, but he sent in his review. He kind of phoned it in through email to us. We'll read it to you later. Yep. But he's watching some movie tonight. He's like a, it's some kind of um, indie flick, right? Well, what is he? What is he screening tonight, uh, Jim? Uh, the the Justice Log, the Justice Lodge, the Justice Lodge. Okay, the I don't Justice know. Justice Ju- Le- Leaks, the Justice Leaks. Never I heard mean, of it. Hasn't the Mouse House already sent him his pre-approved <laughs> review? <laughs> 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 they, they sent him his talking points already, right? They've already given it to him. He just right. has to go. Why does he have to see it? Check in the same envelope. That's all I want. Oh man, we're all we're all a little jealous. Aaron got to meet De- uh, Guillermo del Toro this week, so we're all <laughs> jealous, little jealous. He's meeting Guillermo. He's watching Justice Log. I mean, this is this is a great great, great week for him. He's doing all right. Living the life. Need to hang out with us. So you know, I hope uh, Justice Log is good. <laughs> it's a good log. <laughs> Maybe the log lady has like a cameo. That'd be great. <laughs> Oh, guys. All right. So, Some Guy, directed by Dan Liu, written by David Leslie Johnson. I agree with you. You all had some good little comments there. I think it was uh, uh, definitely a step up. I didn't have as big a problem with the first three that a lot of you had, but they definitely narrowed the focus a bit more in this episode. It seemed, you know, a little tighter all around. The writing was tighter. The direction was a little tighter. It wasn't all over the place. Even that, you know, that little uh, that Rick car chase sequence at the end. I mean, you had me right there. That was pretty pretty freaking cool. I'm sorry. There I mean, was some <laughs> nice little visual things in it, too. Like the the scene where all the Kingdom people get together and they're showing that about, you know, the right. aerial shot and they're down and then they cut to him literally buried under the bodies of the same people. I mean, right. that was that was really uh, cool. I thought that was really, really well done. You know? Those little quick flashes of the gore, too. You saw that like, the hand chopped off and the guts hanging right. out. It's like just, it was a well, lot. Yeah. I mean, that was very realistic. I mean, a 50 cal, you know, Swiss cheeses people. It's not just bullets, you know, it's mm-hmm. like cannonballs. Yep. As, as we saw. As we yeah, saw, that no was doubt. that was no joke. Yeah, that was pretty right. uh, pretty crazy. All right, so let's uh, let's jump right into it then. The, our, this recap again is by Brandon Davis from ComicBook.com. Um, the AMC one was not available, nor was the other one. So Brandon's on it again, and we'll see if uh, any mistakes. <laughs> we'll see. It's always fun to see. But thanks again, Brandon, for doing it because he's saving saving us from we doing should, it. Yeah, we should send him the podcast just for the editing notes, right? We just <laughs> so here, Brandon. Thank you. Here's some notes for you. So anyway, uh, he writes Ezekiel walks into his room, and it's. I thought at this point it was actually a flashback because he looked like he had darker hair for a minute, but it really wasn't. I guess it was just him getting up and getting ready for the day. Um, yeah, you see, it did look like it, though. right? Because his beard looked a little darker. It looked like he was like I thought they were yeah. going to show a flashback of him before, you know, the apocalypse. But they didn't go that way. It was uh, the way it was lit too. It was right. four lit, right? Our, all the light was behind him, so it, 
It did make him look darker, you're right. Yeah, so he cleans his face, he shaves a little bit, he washes his hair, he dresses himself, puts on his combat gear, or I guess his costume, plus the little feather in his hair. So you see him transform from the man, Ezekiel, into the king, Ezekiel, really, really before your eyes. It's almost like an actor putting on his costume, putting on his makeup, and you know, getting ready for the day. It's, it's very much like that. He's getting ready for his performance. You know, he, he even said it himself at one point. He's like, you know, I, I'm filling a role they needed me to fill, you know. Yep. And and I love the parallels between Ezekiel and Carol because they both have come, they've become like totally different people from where they were when the zombie apocalypse happened. You know what I mean? I mean, Ezekiel was a zookeeper. Carol was a battered uh, uh, wife. And they've both like become to- totally new personas in the, in the apocalypse. That's true. It's and kinda, he, he even yeah. called her out on that too. He's like, "Come on, you weren't always like this." Like he almost said that to her. Like you know, because yeah. you you changed. You do you went from something to where you are now. And you know, and she actually agreed with him, which I'm surprised. Usually Carol doesn't agree with. She's always usually right, you know. But she's like, "Yeah, I guess you are right. I, I did change a bit." And she said the world changed her too. And that was a I cool mean, scene. Yeah, if you think about Carol in season one, and you look at Carol season uh, now, you know, I mean, um, uh, Melissa McBride just done an incredible job, you know, mm-hmm. like changing and maturing that character and just really getting mm-hmm. to the heart of Carol. And I think that's why she's one of my favorite characters on the show. Well, I think that was the connection between the two of them is that they both didn't like the people they were prior. And right. like everything in the world, you get hit with something you either change or... You know, and then you can change for the worst, you know, or you can change for the better. And they both kind of had that connection where they both decided to be better than they were. So, So, yeah, you're right. At the kingdom, Daniel packs a truck. Other kingdom soldiers ready themselves for battle. One woman puts a flower from the little boy into her armor. Another kisses his wife and child goodbye. So again, this is this is a time shift again because we've already seen this group in battle already in the previous three episodes. So this is kind mm-hmm. of a flashback to right when they leave the kingdom to go to battle. Uh, Ezekiel observes all this from his window. He then walks outside and he clear and um, a path clears for him through the crowd. Shiva is by his side. As as he marches forward, he stops and returns to speak to a child. He tells the boy to not be afraid. He calls him Master. Uh, whatever his name was, I know that was actually that was the kid brother of Benjamin, wasn't it? The one um, that I think died. So. Yeah, yeah, he looked familiar. I think he yeah. was. He says, mm-hmm. "Don't be afraid." And he tells him, uh, "Tells him to be brave." We faced this. He goes on, on to his speech now, Richard. Uh, you know, we faced dire challenge, a fragile glass standing on a wire high above the asphalt. Um, I mean, he goes on and on. We will fight. We will bleed. And yet I smile. And he guesses, I guess, where this all started, the smile thing um, that he carried on in the previous couple of episodes. He says, we shall face men. Some of them are, you know, into this by circumstance. Some are desperate murderers thrilled by blood. We shall end them all. And he says again, yet I'll smile. And at this point. Everyone just kind of crowds around him. It's almost like a one for all, all for one moment. And the whole town just surrounds him. They love him. And at that moment, you're right. He claims, we will win. You trust the king. We will win. For on this day, we are joined in purpose and vision. We are one. We are one. They shout it. And that's, this is the shot, Jim, where they pull back. And you see the whole town surrounded around the king. And then you flash forward to where there's just the whole kingdom people are dead on the field. And he, they're on top mm-hmm. of him, essentially. Um, he crawls out from a pile of bodies. There's like three or four bodies on top of him. And we see him crawl out, and he just, like, screams. He's, like, yelling, devastated by the losses. 
His leg is messed up. I couldn't tell what happened to his leg, though. Was it was he shot? Did he just twist it or break it when the guys fell on him? I couldn't really see what was wrong with his leg, but he was definitely I, banged up. I thought he got shot or something. Yeah, I thought he was bullet. I yeah, thought at first it was shot, but later I think because he has always had something with that leg, and I'm thinking <laughs> that whatever when they threw him down, it just made it worse. And twisted and, his leg or something. But I wasn't sure because at the at the beginning it looked like there was a lot of blood coming from there, but that right. could have been their blood. So I don't know. So soldiers nearby begin to reanimate after he you know takes stock of where he is. He actually flips over a few bodies and looks at them and. He just he's in shock. He can't believe that all of his people, all of them, are, are gone. And then as soon as that happens, a few of them start to reanimate, and they start chasing him. And he's like doing this crab walk. He's walking backwards, not walking. He's like crawling away from the, this group of maybe twelve or fifteen walkers now starting to go on him. And this is how the credits start. Right at that point, he was butt scooting like a dog with worms. There you go. That's butt scooting. Thank you. I, I couldn't think of the right, I couldn't think of the right term there. So Ezekiel crawls away as a reanimated Daniel follows him. The rest of the kingdom's army is not far behind. Ezekiel finds a gun on the ground and tries to ready himself to shoot them, but trips over the woman who put the flower in her armor. She, uh, he puts her down with his last bullet of the pistol because she was starting to turn. And then he finds also a rifle, but that's also out of ammo. So he's kind of stuck. Suddenly, one of the kingdom soldiers rescues Ezekiel. He helps Ezekiel off the battlefield as his leg is severely damaged. And he kind of carries him or you know, leans on him so they can walk away together, hobble away. In the windows, and this is a cool shot too, we see them pull back. See, now we got the point of view of where the saviors were when they were firing this rifle. They're already putting the rifle back in its box. They're ready to get it to the, to the headquarters. They're, they're done. They did their damage. But we see Carol's the only one in there, and she's in the hall, a.k.a. Rambo, a.k.a. Jason Bourne. <laughs> 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 she had to take them all Jason out. Jason Bourne wishes he was as awesome as he So the men call for help packing things, but a man comes around and tells them to rush. They carry their boxes of guns out, but Carol cuts them off through the ceiling, unloading her gun on them. So that was pretty cool. She comes down to finish them, each with a bullet to the head, just as other saviors burst in and start to shoot at her. They let her go, though, in favor of grabbing the guns and just getting to the truck. I know we a lot of times talk about zombie kill of the week. These weren't zombies, but I have to give it to Carol here going all John McClane on them. That was yeah. awesome. John McClane. All, I like the guys who lined up perfectly for her. Yeah. <laughs> I think, but she couldn't see, right? If she was in the ceiling, she had no line of sight. She just shot through the ceiling tiles, right? And she nailed may them all. Have a little hole or something, you know. <laughs> we, they may not have all been bullet holes. And besides, who cares? It's Carol. She could blind fight for all. I was going to say, she's Ninja Carol, dude. She could do that with a blindfold on. Come and on. I thought, Jim, that one guy was you for a second. I thought you were, you were in a cameo and you didn't tell us. That one guy walking down the hall, the guy was giving yeah, orders. He looked like, I've, he sounded like you a little bit, too. I'm like, you know. I, I've lost a little weight since then. Dude. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, come on, I'm going to split you guys open if these guns aren't done. I'm like, hey, is, that, is that Jim DC? Do a cameo here? What's going on? Well, that dude lost a little weight, too. About eight pints worth. (laughs) (laughs) So Ezekiel continues off uh, the battlefield. He hasn't seen Shiva yet. Suddenly, a bullet goes through the soldier's chest. A man with glasses emerges and takes Ezekiel hostage. This is the creepy guy, which uh, has gotten a little little notice on our Facebook page. They're trying to figure out who this guy is with with the funny glasses. I was going to call him, like... 
like Napoleon Dynamite guy, but they one of them called him Jeffrey Dahmer. I guess that's that's probably better. Yeah, right? he looks really good. Yeah, he did give off the really creepy vibes. <laughs> I thought he was in like his Zodiac Killer cosplay. Well, he definitely. Uh, I mean, visually looks like Dahmer for sure. Now, yeah, I think that's who that... they're trying to. You know, the, the I think that's who they're trying to like make the allusion to or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, somebody, because I didn't watch The Talking Dead, but I saw like the first few minutes of it, and somebody said that that was Gunther from the comics. Oh, really? I don't, so, okay, oh, I don't know if he had a name. I, I didn't do. go that deep. I didn't dig that deep this week. I never watched Walking, or Talking Dead. So. I, I used to. I haven't recently, but I saw like the first 10 minutes this week, so... Okay, so that, that was Gun- so he had a name. His name was Gunther, perhaps from the comics. But we, I mean, doesn't make it past this episode anyway. So I guess it really doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he demands Ezekiel's blade before telling him they have a big trip ahead of them. So he, he's going to take Ezekiel because they all have orders to capture the king, take the king back to Negan. That they're going to go back to the sanctuary. The man insists they'll bring their big guns over there to remedy the situation. So he's got a plan. Elsewhere, Carol continues her pursuit of the saviors. They're loading the guns into the trucks. Back to Ezekiel. He falls as his leg is becoming a burden. The man puts down a walker and starts demanding Ezekiel cooperate, mocking him how he made his people believe he's a king. He says, you got them all killed. Look what you did. They're still following you. It's kind of a cool line there because they really were. They're all coming after him still Yeah, in a reanimated state. He's calling Ezekiel a con man. Meanwhile, Carol checks her ammo before taking aim at the saviors. As she pops out, she's immediately fired at by the saviors. She wasn't expecting around the corner, and she takes cover behind a truck. The gunfire is heard by the walkers in the distance, as well as Ezekiel. Ezekiel attempts to fight the young man who has him hostage, but is thrown back onto the ground. The man wipes blood across Ezekiel's face and tells him delusions of grandeur. And he's taunting the king still. Mm -hmm. Carol continues her gunfight. I mean, she's really pinned down. She's behind that truck. She has nowhere to go. The man and Ezekiel come to a locked fence. Ezekiel requests his sword so he can fight off some of the walkers that are behind him. The man won't give it to him and insists Ezekiel will need to climb the fence. Or he won't need to climb the fence, I should say. He puts Ezekiel's sword on him and tells him that Negan will settle for his head on a pike if he can't get him there alive. Uh, as he's about to kill Ezekiel, we hear Jerry screaming, yeah. like shrieking off camera, and he slices this Jeffrey Dahmer wannabe Gunther in half with his battle axe. Now, this would be this would have awesome. been my this would have been my kill of the episode. Yeah, that was a good right kill. That was True, good. that was good. That was very good. Jerry, there, Jerry there was a lot awesome. of good kills this episode. But that was exceptional. I mean, you just, you know, we, we, you kind of almost forgot about Jerry, right? Like, you knew he was probably still out there, but it's like, wait a second, where is he? And I love yeah. how instead of, which they could have shown it this way, you know, just full on, you know, like a medium shot with him doing that. But having it where you're looking through the back of the guy and then it just slowly pulls right. apart that, that brilliant, that was a brilliant camera action right there. And that was a little behind the scenes on The Talking Dead. Um, they showed that sequence, how they filmed it, and they, they shot Jerry screaming like 50 times. They got it from different angles, and him coming with the axe, and the director was real careful to get it, like, good. And they, obviously he did. 
So uh, yeah, that was that was pretty freaking cool. Oh, cool! I didn't see that. I'll have to go you can even watch them like watch. on AMC or on YouTube. Yeah, they, they have those little behind cool. the scenes things. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And he he said he was so pumped. Jerry, the guy's name is Cooper. I think the actor's name. He was so ready. Like he was he was once he read it in the script, he knew he was filming the next day. Like he said he couldn't sleep the night before. He was so excited. He was ready to actually you know take the axe and go crazy and save his king. And uh, he's such a cool guy. Like I just Jerry's the man. I I, I think it's so cool. If Jerry dies, we riot. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I could actually pull off a Jerry cosplay, so I'm thinking about that. You could do. Oh yeah, get get the get the like the ponytail or something going on. Like the, you could do that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah Judge yeah, Jerry. That's true. You could do it. Jerry's just a mirror for him, though. I think it's it's good to have uh, Jerry, especially on the TV uh, on a show where you can have it consistently in his face. Because we know that he's going to get his comeuppance, right? We know all the stuff about no one dies, you know. We're going to win this. No one dies. Blah blah blah. We know that the, you know, that he was going to get punished, kinda. You right. know, the universe does not allow you to be that, that cocky, even if you're the good guy. Especially um, on this show. Especially on this show. So it was good to have Jerry there to be like, dude, I know you're not the king. We're not stupid, you know. Like we get it. Right. But we chose you. You know, we need you. We need we need the we need someone to kind of focus, you know, to, to give us that focus to, to 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 put in that leadership role. We need you. You know, just you just do play your part. This is the part you're supposed right. to play. Right. Play yeah. this part. We need it. We understand that you're not a superhero or a king or something like that. You're a regular dude, but you're doing for us something that is important. You know, like just playing this role. It's what we need to get through this. And I think it's even deeper than that on a personal level with Jerry. I just get the impression that he was kind of lost at the beginning of the apocalypse. Yes, he likes the guy. He and, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and pretty much had given cool up. Dude. And I think, yeah, yeah. and I just think mm -hmm. that that by his actions, he saved Jerry's life. He saved a lot of their lives. Well, yeah, but turning them into survivors. Yeah, know? that's what I mean. That's what yeah. I mean. Like, well, you, plus, you, I think Jerry's going to be like the wellspring of confidence. For, I mean, his confidence, yeah. I mean, Ezekiel, obviously, by the end of this episode, his confidence is shaken. Yeah, he's you know, yeah, yeah. to the very cracks. core. It's and I think Jerry's belief in him is going to be something that's really going to help him mm -hmm. come back. Yeah. yeah. He needs it. I mean, because Jerry, you know, believed in him before and after, like all the, you know, most of the kingdom got killed. You know, exactly. he's still he's still there and he's still like devoted to his king and stuff, and he still believes in him even more than he believes in himself now. Probably, he's almost like a sponsor for them, like you know, yeah, to get them through. So Carol's gunfight continues. The saviors are moving in on her. The two that have her pinned down behind the truck. She tosses a gun to them and says, I could tell you where the others are. Just let me live. So she's pretending to to surrender here. Uh, Did anyone believe she was really surrendering? I, mean, I didn't, I didn't even think twice. No, right, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't yeah. no she, <laughs> at, she had looked at that button, and then she went all Karnak and figured out her move. And Dude, that's, that's Carol, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> They're hiding out, waiting for her or for the others to show up. They order her to come out slowly. She insists she's unarmed, so she does kind of walk out. And this is risky for her, so she walks out. Her hands are up. Back to Jerry. He helps Ezekiel up as a dead approach. He uses Ezekiel's sword. He actually asks him, "Can I borrow this for a second? He borrows Ezekiel's sword, and he and he uh, takes a few walkers down. That was just cool too. Like they didn't have to do that, but it, yeah. I don't know. It was just it was a cool move to see him borrow his sword for a minute. Mm -hmm. Um. He returns to Ezekiel, calling him your majesty. 
But Ezekiel says, does not need to call him that. He's like, dude, yes, I do. <laughs> Jerry <Right>. says, <laughs> I need this. <laughs> dude. <laughs> the Savior's closing on Carol. She puts a knife to one of their throats as he as he approaches her. Don't approach Carol, man. You don't take any chances with Carol, right? This yeah, guy walks up. Yeah, he puts a knife to her throat. If, you're, throat. Coming, if you're coming to Carol, you better be bringing her a goddamn casserole, man. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you can't yeah, that's throat. the only. You better be bringing back that casserole dish because that's all you had stuff to Carol with. Yeah, that's how they. I mean, that's the thing about Carol is she looks like you, a, a housewife and a mom. You know, like uh, even even you know like passive, and even when she's being aggressive in this fight, you still look at her like that. So you you don't you don't bring your A game fight with her, right? You think I'll just take her down real quick? Right. She doesn't It'll look like nothing. she's and she doesn't look like a spring chicken either. I mean, she has no, this high high pitched no. voice. She has a kind of grayish hair. She doesn't look All like right. Rosita. Rosita looks like a, like a like a warrior. You know, with the you know, with the army outfit yeah, and all Carol that. Carol thinks. Yeah, Carol, th- and she plays it. Carol played, that's why she continues to play that role. It's okay, I'm She'll coming do the out. old lady voice. Yeah. Oh, please, please. don't. I just yeah. want to live. I don't, <laughs> you know, and they fall for it. They fall for it, and she's, <laughs> She popped the dude, right? Anybody get popped in the nose, I don't care how big they are. That's it. You know, it stuns. It stuns hard. So, okay. Jim, you had something to say, or you were, you're good? Oh, no, I'm just agreeing with Daryl. Okay. So the remaining saviors shoot their own man. Because they, they actually, they just say, oh, he's, what what they say about him? They're like, oh, he's wasted or something. Or he, yeah, they don't even, they didn't even think twice about it. Because <laughs> they, because she, because he, she got, he got taken prisoner by her. They're like, oh, forget him. Yeah. And they start shooting yeah. him. It was crazy. You ain't Negan. Right. <laughs> you let this lady take you. You ain't one of us. That's right. Yeah, you ain't, get out of here. Like, no. So he gets he gets gunned down by his own men. Um, and then basically she grabs his gun, which I guess was the whole point of the whole exercise there to get some more ammo and get a fresh uh, a fresh rifle. Um, uh, and the walkers barge in, but actually she doesn't she hit the button at that point? Like doesn't she uh, tap yep. that? Uh, yeah, that, that button, he didn't mention right. that here, but this is where she hits the the gate four button, which. Or, or, or opens that gate essentially, so the walkers can come in and, and basically eat the other guys that are trying to shoot her. I didn't know her plan for sure until until that moment. Jerry is trying to break the chain, but his axe breaks instead. That was kind of a depressing moment when his axe yeah, broke, right? Man, it's man. like, come on, he's that was a cool axe. Uh, Ezekiel and Jerry prepare to finish to fight the dead. I guess they they're they're stuck. They they have nowhere to go at this point. Uh, as the saviors are paying full attention to Carol, the walkers start devouring them. That was pretty cool, actually. Ezekiel and Jerry's fight is going well, but Carol reveals she was lying about her friends and won't let these men walk away with those guns. Just as she is getting ready to approach the men, she sees in the corner of her eye Ezekiel and, and Jerry pinned. And she has a decision to make here. I mean, she can basically go after the guys with the guns and shoot them and know that, okay, we got the guns, but... She knows that Ezekiel's probably a dead man at that point. She chooses to save Ezekiel and let the guys drive away with the guns. That was the only un-Carol thing she did because I thought she should have taken him out. Which goes against what Carol said before. Remember there were a time when Carol said, I'm not important, none of us are important really in, in the scheme of things. Like people could be sacrificed. The needs oh. of the many outweigh like, the needs of when the she first came to that. When she first came to that... Uh, to that to that hilltop, whatever. I mean, that hilltop uh, came to the place, the kingdom. The kingdom, right? Her her thoughts were like, we're not, you know, like no one person is important in this thing. You know, we don't matter. And and to see that, uh, to see he changed her too. 
Like he inspired her too, whether she wanted to admit it or not. He he inspired it her. It could be it could be though that Carol has some kind of future sight, like can see a couple minutes into the future and she knew Rick and Daryl were on the way and she left it to them so she could save them. Maybe. I would love to think that, but I, mean, I... <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it's that much sci-fi. Carol's badassness yeah. knows no bounds. <laughs> so we we okay. see a flashback here, and this is, I guess, what explains her actions. Because in a flashback, Carol and Ezekiel are walking together, and this is what we talked about before, talking about whether or not Ezekiel has fought before. He asks, mm-hmm. she asks him, "Have you fought before? Or are you just playing this king role?" He's like, "Look, I've trained for a very long time." He insists he's ready to become what I must, but then Carol questions. Um, if he's, if, you know, if he's ready now, and then he says to will myself into what I must be. He tells her, he goes, I was a zookeeper, I was meek, I was a weekend, I, I did weekend matinees. Uh, he goes, then at work, a 500 pound tiger needed my help. As she bled, uh, I did not leap into the enclosure. I did it. He, he explains why he saved Shiva, uh, and then he he decided that was the moment he decided to do something about it. Uh, he decided he stood there considering who I'd be either iteration. And I decided I wanted to be the one who leapt. So he explained he made a decision a long time ago to be this person. He says years later, Benjamin told him to be the hero when he's asked to be. And then this is when he asked Carol if she has always been this strong or brave. Or if she decided to become the person that she is today. And she says, yeah, I decided just like you. And life decided some things too. So I mean, that was a pretty cool scene. I guess that explains, I mean, maybe the, the king is having an effect on Carol. Yeah. He is. I think he totally. It's funny because Carol looks at him and he's like, "I want to." Like she's like the the one that goes to the bar to just sit and chill, and the guy comes up to her, starts talking, and her first thought is, "I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to be bothered." But this guy is likable. Like this dude, it yeah. gets it. Even you can tell there's a smile that walk that just fight she can't fight it sometimes it's, it's like a smirk right she doesn't face. want to smile but she's smirking she at this doesn't guy, right? want yeah. to but this dude does that to you like you think he's full of crap right but he just he is just a good dude like he's just a guy that you can't <laughs> you just can't hate him you just can't dis- dismiss him as crazy guy you you really wind up liking him you know as a person so that i think that's what it is he he really he got to her you know, like there's only a few people that can do that to her. You know that she's she's kind of got to like Daryl is one. You know they that bonded like that. He gets to her, man. He he does. I like their relationship together. He I rolled like an eighteen on charisma. He does. He does. <laughs> he has that charisma, man. He does. He totally does. I and it and it goes to the actor. I mean, the writing as well. But I mean, if it if it was an actor that wasn't the right part, wasn't the right fit for this character. It wouldn't work. Like this would not come off as well as it's coming off in the show. He he has that gravity about him, that gravitas. He appears larger than life, and I guess yeah. he, to 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 sway Carol, you have to be right. You, you got you got to be. She's so she doesn't she cynical. doesn't suffer fools, man. Right. She she spent most of her life dealing with idiots and jerks. You know, like you saw who she was married to. Um, like so, she doesn't fall for that stuff quick. And uh, so for her to like somebody. There's something about them. Uh, there's something special about them for her to to like them. Well, I mean, Carrie Payton just has that charisma. I mean, that you would yeah. believe that he would become a leader of a group like this. Yeah, and, you know, you just believe it. And, uh, Even at his most vulnerable side, like he's revealed all of his stuff to her, right? Right. And still, you know, like even that got her. You know, to see the way that her face when she looks at him, 
mm-hmm. and she's talking to him. I mean, it's a different conversation or responses from from her that they had when they first had that talk that night when she just wanted to leave. She wanted nothing to do with that place. <laughs> she called him a joke, right? Yeah, she called him a joke. Yeah. Like, nothing to do with you. And then you see where they are now. So, so in the present, Carol guns down the walkers approaching Ezekiel as the truck full of guns drives off. So, she, again, she sees her decision. She has the key to the lock, which she stole off the dead guy, and uses it to free Ezekiel and Jerry. They want to warn the sanctuary, but Carol insists they're not getting them to the sanctuary. She hears... Daryl's motorcycle in the distance with her bionic hearing or something. She can hear that he's mm-hmm. coming to save the day, right? You know, so oh, she knows. she knows she knows the sound of Daryl coming. I meant his motorcycle. Jesus <laughs> damn. Get your mind out of the gutter, sir. Right. <laughs> Daryl and Rick pursue the saviors on an empty road. And I thought this was a great scene. Daryl opens fire, but the machine gun, like the, the back hatch of the truck opens up quickly and the 50 cal starts unloading on him. He swerves, falls off the bike, trashes, you know, kind of crashes on the side. But Rick continues his pursuit in his Jeep Wrangler. There are walkers in the road ahead, causing the savior truck to swerve and uh, the shooter to lose balance for a moment. So he kind of got knocked around in the bed of the truck there. When fire opens up again, Rick swerves and Daryl is revealed behind him. Superhero is, stuff right there. That was yeah. awesome. Like I didn't know idea. That was just so cool. Like, that Rick, was a superhero moment. You know, and actually, and Rick's truck got banged up pretty good too. I mean, they're shooting up the oh, engine. Took the hit for a reason. Right, but I yeah, mean, they're so in sync with each other. And this is the stuff that we got with Walking Dead that you're not. You just, I don't want to, you know, just destroy these fear. Yeah, we get none of that on Fear of the Walking Dead, and I think that's the kind of stuff that people dig. It I was think Bear McCreary missed out right there, though, at a good opportunity. You know, like when Superman just triumphantly takes off and that music starts playing, he needed some kind of, like, trumpeted music going on. <laughs> when that like, like the Rick theme, have the Rick theme Rick, amped up, right? Yeah, Rick yeah. doesn't even shoot, and he was just cool. You know, Rick was just driving the car. He's just like, <laughs> ah, I'm just doing the Jeep. It's cool. And then he had that look, too. He was driving next yeah. to the guy. He's looking at him across yeah. the way. Like, yeah, it was great. It was freaking yeah, awesome. Like, I got you. So <laughs> Daryl shoots the turret operator, so the, the, the guy was shooting. So the only one, only one left is, is the driver of the truck. Rick pulls up besides the truck. He gives him that look, right? He's about to ram him. He says, screw this. He bails out of the yeah. Jeep and jumps into the passenger seat, all right? He stabs it's the not- driver, like, in the gut, right, and yeah. tosses him from the truck. <laughs> you don't even get a close-up with that. You just see a body falling out of the car. That's mm. Rick for you, man. Listen, he got That's you. That's Rick. That's Rick, man. I got a time hey. Hey, I'm Rick. I'm Rick. Get it, get out. <laughs> this is your stop. <laughs> this is your stop. Wait, you Word. want the you want the Schwarzenegger like one liner, right? That's it. Yeah, that's what he's doing. That's what he is. No ticket. <laughs> no speeding. He stabs the driver and tosses him from the truck. Uh, but then he kind of loses control and it drives through a rail and the truck flips over. Daryl rushes to the roadside to see the truck on its side, and you see just Rick crawling up the hill, yeah. and he goes, we got the guns. Yeah, I ain't got no big deal. No big deal. He, he just truck crashed the truck. He just flipped yeah. the truck, right? I mean, no, no, he, no thing, yeah. right? Yeah. And Daryl's like, to bleed. yeah, we got the guns. And yeah. Daryl's like, you look like shit. <laughs> and then all, all Rick has to say is, let's go see if this asshole survived. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
and then that's it. That's the conversation. Yeah. That's what more it do you is. need, though? Nothing else needs to be said between those no, two, right? No, that's it. That's the shorthand. You don't not with these guys. You don't need that with these guys. That's it. It's like the you know '80s buddy movie, you know. Yeah, they got, they got, they got it going on, man. It got it. It got it. This was what we do. I can watch this over and over. It's fine. Meanwhile, Carol, Ezekiel, and Jerry are fighting through the herd on train tracks, and again, they're limping along here, and the, the herd is catching up to them. He demands they leave them, leave him behind as he's slowing them down, the king. Carol insists they can't do that, but must continue as she's almost out of ammo. In the woods, uh, the group comes upon a sewer loaded with walkers. And I guess this is where we found those the really weird-looking walker with the chemical burns and stuff. There yeah. was some kind of like barrel or uh, toxic waste dumped in this little pond over there. And that's why we saw these walkers that were all dripping with the with the chemical stuff, I guess, a previous couple episodes ago. Anyway, he insists uh, he can't continue through there. They fight a few walkers off before crossing. Ezekiel insists they continue, and he will fight them. Uh, he says, I'm not your king. I'm not your majesty. And if you notice, too, like his accent is kind of slipping a few times. Like, even when he was on the tracks, mm-hmm. he, goes, mm-hmm. we, he goes, we ain't going to make this. Like, he, he lost his... He lost his regal accent a few times during all this. He wants to die. I mean, it was almost like he was suicidal. Like, I can't go. I, I'm too ashamed of myself for getting all of my people killed that I was with. I don't want to go back. Like, I, I'd rather die, uh, you know, saving you guys. You know, like, at least stalling them or something. Mm. I'd rather survive die this way. They it's harder to survive. Yeah. yeah. It's harder to have to face that. Like I, you know, like you weren't a superhero. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta take that loss. You gotta take the L, and and stand up and and still inspire. He don't want. He kind of wants to give up. He, you know, him giving up is let me die fighting. He'd rather die fighting and let them go. He goes, I'm not uh, your king. I'm not your majesty. I ain't no king. I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm just some guy. That's what he keeps saying. And yeah. Jerry doesn't want to hear it. Neither does Carol. They keep trying to drag him along. Just as that happens, Shiva. Pounces to the rescue and starts fighting off the walkers that are that they're about to attack uh, the king and and his little group there, but Shiva's quickly surrounded and outnumbered and and the walkers take down Shiva. Yep. That was uh, that was a tough one there. That was very sad. Now here's my thing: is I I really believe that she knew what she was doing. She was sacrificing herself for the king and Jerry and and Carol yeah. because. The thing is, is now once they all got on top of her, yeah, but as they were doing that, cats can move and I mean, that cat is more powerful than a bunch of very crusty old walkers that have been wandering around in radioactive sludge, unless they were like super radioactive zombie walkers (laughs) that, that had like, you know, extreme strength or something. But I think that she gave herself to them eating her to give the king and them time to get away. So well, that that made me, when I thought that, it just made yeah. me cry even harder. Well, that's mm. your sci-fi. This is the most sci-fi-ish of the show has been, because tigers don't think like that. Like, I have very rarely cried on this show. Yeah, but, but that's kind of... CGI tiger makes me cry. Yeah. But that's the kind of thing <laughs> I, you know, you, you dig. Like you, The whole thing with Shiva is she shouldn't work. Like in real life, she would never because yeah. tigers are not that sim- symbiotic where they know what you, where they're supposed to go. Like she knows not to kill people on his side. She right, did, like, we've already talked about that. Doesn't yeah, work that like, way, right? right? Yeah, yeah so, no way. so you could believe it. Like the way they 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 do this, you could believe 
you know, Shiva actually looked at the situation and was like, I need him to get home, right? So they needed a diversion. I sacrificed myself. This is what we do. Yeah, it was definitely a little anthropomorphic uh, moment there. But I mean, either way, it was it was a heroic way to go. And you know, Shiva was uh, was cool. Uh, I thought it was it was you know, <laughs> I mean, the, the the CGI actually wasn't bad. I, I haven't it was, yeah. it was, oh, it was, no. it was so. good throughout the whole her whole uh, existence on the show. And I'll miss her. Yeah, yeah. yeah I um I, I think it was pretty much the comic book death too. If I remember yeah, I think one. so. If I remember, yeah, um, it reminded me very much of that. So. Ezekiel wants to rescue her as she is surrounded by walkers, but Jerry holds him back. The blood of Shiva fills the water, surrounding a can reading "dangerous substance." That's the uh, the, the sludge you were talking about. Yeah, there were a lot of shots on yeah. barrels with that, so I think something about that's going to come into yeah, play, um, right? Because they like really threw it in your face. Yeah, they, they lingered on it a few times. I was going to mention that too. So later, Ezekiel, Carol, and Jerry return to the kingdom. And they really literally hobble all the way back to the kingdom. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's utter defeat. I mean, I guess it's defeat. I mean, it, it is, they won, but they really lost in the end. They lost everybody. All right. Uh, the community rushes to them, expecting to find their loved ones, but there's no one there. And uh, I don't think there's even any lines here. I think the king just kind of hobbles back to his, his yeah. room, his house. And he's, he's, he's devastated. That's the end of the episode. Yeah, it was it was a it was a very downed downer of an ending, but good. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, again, they've they've hinted at us that the first four episodes were kind of like the you know a whole arc, and I guess now Negan's coming back next episode. We're seeing from the previews, so they gave us a break from Negan, Negan for four episodes as our group kicks some butt, and now we'll see what happens next week. But before right. we get to that, we have our Buster ratings, but before we even get to that, we have to do our word from our sponsor. Jim, would you uh, do the honors, please, sir? Sure. Uh, who's our sponsor again? Is it uh, Terminus Barbecue? Yes, exactly. Uh, more pork on your fork <laughs> than you want. <laughs> Tainted meat. DCBService.com or InStockTrades.com. They're both uh, really cool websites to go to. Uh, guys, we only have, like, what, six weeks till Christmas now? Oh, my God. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, not yeah I know. Gotta get, gotta get or on it. Hanukkah or, or, or Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Festivus. 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 Yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever you say. Clinton Christmas. Too close together. <laughs> Whatever you celebrate, it's a good time. It's the time to get gifts for the people you love in your life. And if you have a Walking Dead fan in your life, and I imagine you would because you're listening to this show, um, not only can you hook up with the graphic novels in many and various different forms there, like you can get the hardbound editions, you can get the soft covers, um, you can get the big compendiums that have almost 50 issues of, of, of comics in them. Um, not only can you get into that, you can get t-shirts and I, I saw a really cool uh like savior's biker jacket they had uh, about a month ago uh on order that was pretty sweet it had like a crossed lucille um baseball bats on the back it was pretty nice they have uh you know action figures and collectible cards and 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 uh um t-shirts and and toys all that kind of stuff all for the geeky people in your life and at great great prices 30 40 50 60 percent off sometimes and you know, better prices than amazon better service than amazon better people than amazon i'm sorry i've just condemned all everybody who works on amazon. <laughs> <laughs> but, five million employees well, in amazon, yeah. Yeah. and really exciting now. right now is all dc and marvel hardbacks and trades are 50 percent off 
That's an awesome. That's pretty give good. Somebody, give somebody a, a great gift. You so know? The, the Justice Log, you can read some of those too. Fifty percent off. That's pretty good. Right. <laughs> if you see the you know the Justice Log movie and you want to learn more about the Log Lady and her friends, <laughs> then you can you know definitely pick the, you know pick up that you know the log the, the logs of justice. Um, uh, oh, I'm looking at this really cool uh, Barry Allen uh, Flash training uh, bust here. That's like uh, 85, but it's been marked down to 4875. That's half off. Um, they have a lot of cool stuff uh, going on. Just jump on the website and take a look for for Pete's sake. It's it's easy to na- navigate, and again, great people to work for. If you're if you're kind of a, if you're a, 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 a collector who's more refined, like our friend Russ, they ship your books and your action figures to you in a well-sealed, well-packaged uh, way that they will return, they will get to you in a pristine condition. For some people, that's very important, like our esteemed friend Russ. Um, <laughs> but again, better better prices than Amazon, great selection. If you've got somebody geeky in your life you're shopping for, for for one of the holidays, by all means, check out DCB Service or their sister site, In Stock Trades, and check out some of the cool deals on there. You're bound to find something that you'd like to get them. And we thank them for their support. They're a great, great partner for us. Yes, they are. All right, Jim, thank you very much. Uh, let's get to our Buster ratings. So starting with Richard. Well, like like I said at the top of the, of the show, um, I really like this episode. And I don't know. I mean, I'm going to give it four Busters. Um, I think maybe it's a little better than that, but considering the scale from what we've had so far this season, I think four is good. I really enjoyed uh, all of the Ezekiel stuff from beginning to end, the Carol stuff as well, but Ezekiel, I really, really enjoyed this performance. And, uh, you know, with the exception of Shiva dying, it was a pretty good episode. Okay. I'm sorry. Did you give it a rating? I I didn't hear I'm, Four. Oh, four okay. Buster. Sorry. Four. Not that I'm writing this down or anything. Daryl Taylor. Hey, I, I enjoyed the episode. It was solid. I think I, but I enjoyed the other ones too. The previous episodes. So this wasn't, you know, I didn't think it was that much better. I just thought this has been one connective, you know, story, and this is just part of that story where we've gotten kind of a, kind of a, a look at them not winning so much in this one. Uh, you know, taking taking a lot of hits and loss, um, which I think is good. This is a nice. It had a nice amount of emotional moments and beats in this, and uh, there's going to be a transformation probably with with uh, certain characters, which I think it's good, especially since those characters are very good actors. You know, the people that play them are very good actors, and and we like watching that kind of interaction. So I would have to give it probably four, four out of five. I think it was, I didn't have any complaints for the episode. All right. Thank you. Mr. Dietz. I'm right there in the same uh, ballpark as my compatriots. I also give it a four. This is a prime episode, best episode of the season. Uh, again, it focused on two of my, my favorite characters. It showed them well-written and in, in uh, interesting situations. Um, we got Ninja Carol back. We got Ezekiel kind of shaken to his core in two different you know, ways over the course of this one episode. Uh, Jerry got that badass kill. Uh, a lot of great moments here. The, the Rick and Daryl stuff was really good. So, yeah, four all the way. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I'm in the same boat, but I'm going to give it a 4.5. I definitely liked uh, everything you guys just said. It was great with the Ezekiel moments and all that. Uh, the car chase to me so definitely gave it that extra little bump that I, I loved. Uh, loved seeing that. The, the direction was really good in this episode, too. I think it was a first-time director. He did a really nice job. The writing got a little tighter. Again, this is the fourth part of a four-part story. I think we, and if we take a look back here, I mean, it definitely was a little bit of a loss, like you said, Daryl. But if you think about it, Rick's strategy really every battle they've won so far. I mean, yes, they lost a lot of people in this one, in this particular you know uh, battlefield. But they, every single outpost they've defeated at this point, they've won every objective at this point. So it's gonna be interesting to see where this goes and. You know, I've seen the preview for next week. Obviously, we're back at the at the sanctuary, and Negan is trying to figure it out with with his group, and Gabriel's there, and we're going to try to see what's going on. But it's uh, it's still an in- interesting opening to the season. I I think it's much needed. I'm very happy with this kind of Walking Dead. They can keep this going all year, as far as I'm concerned. It gives you those moments where, like I said, those water cooler moments or moments where I'm chatting with my friends on the phone or, you know, or texting each other. Hey, did you see that great kill? Did you see this? I mean, that's what I, I really enjoy about the show. The character stuff is great, too, but, you know, th- those type of memorable moments are really what, what brings me to the... Um, you know, to watching it. So 4.5 for me. But who cares what we have to say? Oh, we wait have, a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. You we have Aaron Newert's review. Aaron, That's correct. Yes. yes. Right. So uh, Jim's going to read Aaron Newert before we get to your Buster ratings. Go ahead, Jim. Sure. Uh, don't want to leave Aaron out. I mean, just because he's watching Justice Log. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's got this red carpet stuff. I mean, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's fine. We'll, we'll just sit here they, and, and trudge on and he can go watch this, this little budget movie. It's fine. Look. The mafia chopped down his parents, and now he's back to saw revenge. Justice log. <laughs> you know, whole canon worked out. Anyway, you know, one of the big, one of the big bugaboos of this um, uh, um, this season has been consistency, and I think this had a good, nice, consistent tone. It had, like you said, Craig, it had those actions, those water cooler action moments, but it also had the character stuff. It was a nice balance instead of going too far one way or the other. Uh, but like you said, who cares what we think? Here's what Aaron thinks. He's at the Justice Log now. Hey, guys. <laughs> can you believe it? The first episode of the season that I really liked, and I can't be on tonight to talk about it. I'm sorry for seeming like a downer for the first three weeks of season eight, but this is what I'm talking about. Some guy is a great episode of The Walking Dead, and it's not even going in that much of a different direction than what we've already seen. It's still a lot of action. There's still the timeline jumping, but there's focus, tension, and stakes. Putting Ezekiel up as the lead of this week's episode was a great way to justify why we were hearing so much of his regal platitudes. It's sad to see a man of his stature be brought to his low point, but it's an effective character story with some great moments, such as Jerry, who is amazing. Yup. Uh, Carol, who gets time to shine as well, showing off her cleverness and calm under pressure. And the episode even finds time for a Rick and Daryl car, car chase cameo. It may be a silly scene in terms of bullet logic, but there was a great feeling I got from Carol saying we didn't lose the guns and the cut to these two yokels speeding down the highway after them. Uh, too bad Shiva didn't make it, but talk to bottom. I really enjoyed this episode. 4.5 Busters. Additionally, The Walking Dead presents Red Machete, presented by Taco Bell. Hashtag Liv Moss clarification. Having watched The Walking Dead presents Red Machete, presented by Taco Bell. Hashtag Liv Moss more closely. <laughs> Yes, it is the daughter that gets eaten and the mother whose hair gets cut to prevent a future similar similar scenario. So that's it for this chapter of Walking Dead Presents Red Machete presented by Taco Bell. Hashtag Liv Moss. <laughs> Stay tuned for another chapter in due time. 
<laughs> it wouldn't be the same without, without those recaps of, of hashtag uh, Red Machete presented by uh, Taco Bell, hashtag Liv Moss. I mean, it wouldn't be the same without that. I mean, just they, the show they, would not they, be the same. They are the volcano sauce to our nachos bel grande. Don't get me started on volcano sauce, lava no. sauce, man. Don't get me started, okay? No, no, no. Don't I'm just saying, uh, open wanna, that box, man. No, if you want to sound read, like you're started. Uh, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to read Aaron's more in-depth reviews of each episode of The Walking Dead, then go to The Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group that uh, Craig is about to mention as he intros I me. I to say But uh, he has uh, reviews there on We Live Entertainment. Uh, they're linked there from WeLiveEntertainment.com every week, every episode. Yes. Jim, I have to give you props. That was a masterful segue. Okay. Craig, take Sorry. it away. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. So if you want to leave your very own Buster ratings, that's what really counts here, right? You can go to the Facebook group. It's the Walking Dead TV podcast. Just do a search for that. And you hit join group. We get you in very quickly. And you can leave your very own Buster ratings for The Walking Dead. Or if you watch Fear the Walking Dead, we call them Toby ratings. And uh, you get to hear them read by the one and only Mr. Jim Dietz. Uh, So, Jim, would you take it away? What do our listeners have to say about some guy? We had a lot of comments this week, uh, more uh, more than I think any other episode of the season. So, uh, Charles Messing started off. Yes, I know I'm putting this out before the show airs. Hey, that's cheating, Charlie. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like this all out world war is just one long episode. With that said, it's, it's like each episode is incomplete. I'll wait until all out war is done to really buster rate uh, to really buster rate it. By the way, if the king gives insp- gives another inspirational speech, or if anything happens to the tiger, I'll be mad as hell. Well, I guess he's mad Jim- as hell. <laughs> uh, Jim Deeds, twenty twenty. Here, here. I second that. I, I third that emotion. I am all- I am definitely voting for the Deeds Taylor ticket. That's a good ticket, wow. actually. That, that, that's a winning ticket. <laughs> that is a bigger mess than I want to clean up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brent Jones, well, I wrote in two point five. Well, I'm glad that's over with. Out of five. Uh, can't be many kingdom fighters left. The numbers are clearly on the savior side. Jerry is freaking awesome. And the car chase was fun, even if you know who'd win. But like you guys keep saying, everything just keeps working out for our crew. All the big, bad, scary saviors are a discombobulated mess. I really can't stand Ezekiel. I really hated the tiger, and I'm glad that shit is over with. Sorry, not sorry. Wow. Okay, wow. well. Hey. Uh, Dre Irvin, five out of five, pouring one out from the Lost Kingdom soldiers and R.I.P. Shiva. Uh, it's always been a fan of the. I've always been a fan of the Ezekiel characters, so this episode was emotional for me. Uh, the guy that had King Ezekiel gunpoint was extra creepy, which means the actor did a great job of being creepy. Have to hate that character. Uh, the Daryl, uh, the Rick and Daryl scenes were silly but awesome. I was freaking out about the possible loss of Jerry. Glad to see him alive. He's a cool, dude. <laughs> Uh, Susan Monk, 3.25 Delusions of Grandeur out of 5. Uh, R.I.P. Shiva and 90% of the Kingdom Soldiers. <laughs> Yay, Jerry and Carrie to the rescue. Hashtag if Jerry dies, we riot. Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, Mike Jones, 3 indestructible Jeeps and motorcycles out of 5. That's it. We had someone else mention this too in the Facebook group about how incredibly uh, um, all these like really thin pieces of metal are able to stop heavy caliber bullets. Yeah, it's true. Uh, pretty amazing, huh? Yes. Uh, the car chase scene was so poorly done. The motorcycle flips and is total, but moments later it's repaired. The Jeep is shot with 50 cal bullets and keeps running. The season has no groove. Maybe all the now, lawsuits against AMC and the showrunner running both shows are taking its toll. Now, the 
the radiator overheated on that thing. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it shot out the radiator and whatnot, I, so I, I don't I, know. I, I see what he's saying. Look, I mean, a fifty caliber no, bullet it, yeah. should go through the engine block and pretty much hit Rick in the knees. I mean, that's what he's trying to say, but it, the engine kept going and just the radiator blew out. Like That would be a I small mean, haven't caliber. haven't there actually yeah. been demonstrations of fifty calibers where they have shot it through engine blocks? Yes, yes, exactly. And it, would, it would blow so, up the whole engine, right. I mean, But it is a Jeep. It is a Wrangler. They are relatively indestructible, but I mean, not that indestructible, so so, you know, look, it's it's a little it's a little poetic license, but look, Rick had his moment. All right, he he had his moment. He he took the. He, it was awesome. Come on, just just take it for what it's worth, man. It's it. I, that's all I'm going to say. I I freaking loved it. I don't care and about the car not blowing up. Let Rick Jim, be Rick. Jim, yeah, you know, the, yeah. you forget that sheet sheet metal. It was galvanized. Don't forget that. Well, the galvanized prevents rusting. That's true. You're right. Oh. You're right. I but was it Martinized? It wasn't Martinized. <laughs> or yes, Simonized. It was. It was Simonized, <laughs> too. <out>. Yes. <laughs> it was also Simonized. <laughs> I don't know. That's that a good point because they, they use that corrugated steel as the armor. I guess he's. they are right, though. I mean, I guess large caliber would go through that, technically. But small caliber stuff would, wouldn't. So, I mean, it's a little poetic license, right? They're taking a little bit of, you know, license with the, with the ballistics. Let's just put it that way. It well, shoots, and it's, it's probably there more, you know, because the thing is, is like, for example, in, in the military and whatnot, Kevlar helmets, okay, right. those are not going to necessarily stop a straight on shot. No. They're more for shrapnel yep. flying around right. and stuff like that. So I, 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 like they say on MST3K, you know, don't worry about it. It's just a show. <laughs> uh, sit back and relax. Yeah. Um, it shoots through schools. There you go. There's a there's a deep cut for our listeners. Uh, Johnny Store, uh, three bouncing motorcycles that wreck, but are perfect still out of five on this one. It's Daryl's bike. Uh, it's indestructible. Yeah, it is. It's death proof. Just like Daryl. It's made of adamantium. Adamantium. Uh, <laughs> unobtainium. Yes. Yeah, or and unobtainium. <laughs> um, the guy holding the gun to Ezekiel part was so annoying, and I also I'm the hi I'm Rick part when he jumps into the jeep, then pulls his weapon. <laughs> what the hell? Did he say hi I'm Rick? He didn't say he didn't say hi I'm Rick. Did he? If he did, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd give it a five. If he actually said that, hi I'm Rick. Hi. I don't remember that either. Now I have to go back because I agree. If he did, that was awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm Rick. You're I'm dead. Rick. I'll be the one killing you today. Yes. That's right. Can I start you off with a nice table wine and some breadsticks and a our knife special, to your kidney? Yeah. Our special today is delicious python to the face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, every walker is super slow moving, even when they are close to the guys. But Shiva, they move fast and attack. On a side note, I tried the AMC Premium for five bucks a month, and now can watch the episodes live with no commercials. And honestly, it flows a lot better. I'm not sold on the upgrade as a lot of things it says you can do, like watch all the seasons, is not true. Hmm. Pretty cool. Interesting. I didn't even know that existed. And uh, Ian Roswell for Fear of the Walking Tigers out of five. I really enjoyed this episode, although it felt like I was watching an 80s action series like the A-Team or Knight Rider. With no the problem action. with that, baby. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, so considering you know, Craig owns a kit, I'm sure he's yes. happy with that. And, I was with the, <laughs> and, and this weekend, I was with the A-Team van at the ToyCon, New Jersey, so you okay. can check I those picks those out. Picks. That's awesome. Yeah, and I found a, uh, awesome. I found a new member, uh, Kelly O'Neill. I guess I'll give her a shout-out now. She didn't leave a buster, but met her there, and she was dressed up as Negan, and she 
was a fountain of knowledge about The Walking Dead. I mean, she had every single episode memorized. It goes on and on. I said, wow, you got to join the group. So she did and gave her a special shout-out. So she tried to hit Kit with, with Lucille, but Lucille just bounced off and went into a million splintered pieces. I mean, I'm sorry about As that. But she would. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Spying on the baddies, loading a truck, car chase, and the soundtrack. Good development of the characters, which I know will transform where the season will go. Uh, Mary Terpecchia, four sad kings out of five. Best episode of the season. I love the opening cut of the kingdom as uh, one of the two uh, to the dead body pile. Uh, for, while the Jeffrey Dahmer guy both freaked me out and annoyed me. He got the gruesome <laughs> death he deserved. Absolutely loved Carol tonight. I love her every night. Uh, her flashback dialogue with Ezekiel was well done. Fun stunts with Rick and Daryl. At least they ended up with the guns. Uh, so sad to see Shiva go, but I was prepared for it. Mm. Uh, P.S. Can't forget Jerry. He was one righteous dude last night. R.I.P. Battle Axe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Karen, Karen Chi, four Battle Axe out of five, axes out of five. Easily the best episode of the underwhelming season so far. Such better pacing this time. Love the graphic match in the cold open with Ezekiel's people around him. Uh, galvanized and enthusiastic for war than lying slaughtered. Also a great bookend with the camera following Ezekiel for the first time. He calls his people to action in episode one. Then the camera following a limping, despondent king after the battle. So sad to see Shiva go. Carol remains a badass. I totally forgot about Jerry. And then he leaps in to take out that annoying savior. Yeah. <laughs> also, they used the Rise Up song in the cold open. They the did. Played at the he, end of last year's midseason finale when Rick decided to fight. That's right. And that was a good callback. And I was surprised that uh, Bear used that music because that was like the, I thought that was the Alexandria kind of music, right? That was their... Right, when they kind of left the house and they were all walking through the zombies, but maybe it's it is the rise up. Maybe that's the tune. I didn't know that's the name of it. If that's what it is, but yeah, I did. I did hear that. That was pretty awesome. Uh, comic book readers, we all caught that foreshadowing about Ezekiel, right? Yep. Uh, Judy Matthews, I'm not going to give a rating, but a whine. Okay, it's as if they've never viewed how a cat operates. It drops, rolls, spins, chomps, and shreds. Even a cat in a bathtub does that. Arms yeah, and skin pop off of walkers, but they can eat you easily through a tiger hide. I'm hissed and pissed. Mm. Um, our Shiva deserved a grandiose fight going out, and this was not it. I'm so annoyed. I can't rate it. Wow. Again, I think it was she knew if she kept them there eating on her, it gave the king time to get away. I think it was, it was a, a sacri sacrifice. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Tanbono, a 3.75 out of 5 unsmiling Ezekiel's. I like that the show is getting progressively better, so I should be giving five busters by the end of the season. Uh, the jump back and forth in time was well done in this episode. I guess it was getting too expensive to film in the tiger. <laughs> Poor Shiva. <laughs> uh, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, 4.5. I can't believe people are slating this season out of five. I'm loving it. Yeah. After, last, after last season's slow buildup, this has been full of action. It seems to have split the fan base. Us Walking Dead fans will never be happy. Uh, seen a clip for next week, and I can't wait. Best season by far. I'm with you, Richard. I'm with you, man. Uh, Jason Cluett, a 4.5. Kerry Payton not being in the main opening credits doesn't bode well for him surviving the season out of five. That I didn't know. I thought he was I in the did, credits. Yeah, I didn't I notice didn't that. I didn't notice that either. Yeah. Oh, man, that's huh. not a good sign. I didn't uh, know. Uh, Has uh, he ever been in the credits? Yeah. Because I, 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 don't, I don't really pay attention during the credits. So. Are you saying last year he was and this year he wasn't? I don't know. That's something I, I really don't pay attention either. You're right. Sometimes that is like a tell. But they've uh, trolled us with that too. I mean, they've played games yeah, with that. And then, that's you know, true. That's so true. I don't know how to they take that. They did that with Steven Yeun. Yeah, they took him out, put him back in. the dumpster episode, yeah. if you remember. Yeah, that's true. 
Uh, best episode of the season so far by a long shot. Uh, whittled down some kingdom chaff. Great fight scene. Love the car chase. Fantastic episode all around. More disgusting toxic walkers, please. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me of uh, Robocop. Remember? Uh, help yeah. me, man. Help me. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, uh, Fallout 4 has uh, a gl- a glowing ones that are like that. Right? <laughs> On zombies. Um, Robin, or Rob Cook, uh, four indestructible bikes out of five. Great episode. This is what we want from The Walking Dead. Uh, Janet Broom, 4.25 times Ezekiel needed saving out of five. I was excited to see Jerry save King Ezekiel, especially since that means he survived, even though none of the other followers did. The episode focused on most of my favorite characters, Jerry, Carol, and Ezekiel are awesome, and we got some Rick and Daryl action, even if some parts of it were definitely were unrealistic. Is it bad that Shiva's death was the most devastating for me this so far this season? <laughs> nope, because I was right there with you. And Gwendolyn Johnson closes it out with a three out of five. Uh, at least I could finish watching this episode in its entirety. I am still confused. Carol told the king that guns weren't going to make it to the sanctuary. How did she know about Rick and Daryl laying in wait and the king didn't? Did King Rick send the kingdom on a suicide mission? Overall, I think the storytelling has gotten worse. I started watching the show because it was an interesting story, told pretty well. Now I'm not sure what's going on. Is this a drama or action? I would say yes. <laughs> Hold on, Jim. Somebody's typing a comment right now. Oh, great. And if you would like to join the uh, Facebook <laughs> group, you too could uh, sound off on your fa- on how you feel about each episode, and we will include it in our podcast. So please do that. Please join it's the Walking Dead podcast Facebook group, and uh, it's on the Facebook. You may have heard of it. Yes, exactly. Jim, thank you as always for reading that. Uh, any final thoughts, guys, on some guy? Got through that pretty quick tonight. Good episode. Yeah, solid. Um. Um, I guess for me, we don't have anything to gripe about. It's a quicker episode. I yeah. I mean, it just it was good. It, it kind of. I mean, <laughs> every commercial, I'm like, I can't wait till it comes back. Like it was, it kept me, it kept me interested. It kept me definitely watching it. And some sometimes you get a little distracted watching these, but I, I enjoyed it both times. I watched it. I was like, wow, this is actually definitely, definitely good stuff. So, all right. Well, next week it looks like Negan's coming back. Uh, so we'll see what happens there, at least in some form or fashion. And uh, we'll, see we'll what find out. We'll find out which pair of pants Father Gabriel was wearing. Exactly. <laughs> and they're kind of hinting at whether you know they're trying to find the traitor in the group, whether you know they know it's Dwight or not. So they're going to you know see what happens there. But it looks pretty cool. Some politics at the sanctuary. But again, so far Rick's group has won every battle. All the outposts are pretty much decimated, destroyed. The only problem right. they got is those group of prisoners they have at, at the kingdom. I mean, at, at the hilltop, right? And yeah. in war, there never really is a true winner, though, Craig. So. Well, yes. <laughs> what is it good for, right? Yeah, war. Yeah. But, I mean, so, I mean, we'll see what happens. Every Their plan has worked perfectly. And, and the sanctuary is theoretically still surrounded by that, that herd, that massive herd that they led right to it with their gates down. So I, who knows what's going to happen next? I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's good stuff. I'm, I'm looking forward to next week. All right. So when we're not talking about uh, the Walking Dead and zombies and Buster ratings, where can our listeners get uh, get a hold of us when we're talking about other stuff? So, Richard, what have you also been talking about in the podcast world? Oh, well, DC TV podcast. Uh, I'm on with Jim and Daryl and uh, sometimes Jerry Atkinson, and we discuss all of the DC TV shows um, like the CW ones and Gotham and 
and whatnot. So um, you can find me there. Um, I am occasionally on other podcasts here and there, but mostly they're either on HHWLOD or the Taylor Network of Podcasts. And you'll be joining us for that Star Trek Discovery recap we do, right? Because I'm going to bring Daryl into that. You're, you're on board for that one, right, Richard? I guess I missed that, but yeah. Well, we haven't, we're setting a time. Like We're going to do it soon, the next okay. couple of weeks. So their, their season just ended, so I think you'd, you'd probably want to be a part of that, right? Because you've, you've caught up with the Discovery, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Last night was very um, eye-opening about yeah. a few. So. so if you're into yeah. Star Trek, definitely check us out. We've done some specials, too, in the past on some Star Trek on the HHW LOD Master Feed, so check those out as well. But we'll be talking Star Trek, too. All right, Daryl had to leave us, but, of course, he is the, the host and owner of the, the Taylor Network of Podcasts, so you can just check him out there. He, he's always doing a lot of different things, uh, including some Star Trek podcasts, Trek Yourself, and he's also on Gotham by Geeks and DCTV and all those kind of fun ones. So uh, you can check out Daryl there. Jim, how about you? Jim? Jim Dietz? I was drinking and I had him muted. Sorry. No problem. As Rich said, DCTV with him and Daryl and Jerry. I do uh, Nothing's On with Daryl at the Daryl uh, at the Taylor Network podcast. It's a TV and movie review and uh, and news uh, show we do every week. Also, Heavy Gigs at Seaside City. It's a, a role playing game set in the seventies of action movies and TV shows that we turn into a radio play. Uh, it's kind of an experimental podcast, but it's it's we've got a lot of good feedback. It's pretty fun to do and interesting. Um, and um, and that's about it on the podcast. You can cover it. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitters at Yoda Jones. Excellent. And, of course, Aaron Newworth, who isn't with us as well, uh, he writes for We Live Entertainment. It also has his own um, podcast uh, out now with Aaron and Abe. You can check him out there as well. And for myself, I host the Auto Chat Show when I'm not talking about zombies. AutoChatShow.com, Facebook.com slash AutoChatShow. You can get in on the action. Me and my co-host, Teddy, review new cars, discuss cars and pop culture. We have guests from the automotive industry on. Uh, we actually got our fall slash winter lineup. We've got six new cars starting this week. We'll be reviewing with the Toyota 4Runner. Uh, check us out there. Um, usually once every, maybe usually twice a month, we'll put, a, we'll put a podcast out. When we have six new cars, we may do a few more just to get them out of the way but uh check us out there if you're into new car reviews we do have a lot of fun talking about them and, and we go into different diversions as well so it's not kind of your usual car podcast a little bit a little bit more fun and uh and, and different so check us out all right uh, who wants to close this out richard you said you want the honors tonight right yeah but really quick before that in the time since jim read the facebook review sarah ann howard added 4.5 kingdom walkers out of five i really love this episode three of my favorite characters carol Jerry and Ezekiel survived the massacre. I was so afraid that Jerry was dead. The story arc was much better than this episode, and Ezekiel's loss of his people and beloved Shiva was compelling to watch. I hope they keep up with this kind of character development. Otherwise, the war becomes much too one-noted. She got it in just under the wire there. She was typing yep, I it. I saw her type yeah. in the comment. Yeah. <laughs> just as Jim was writing, reading it, so good job. Yep. All right. So the show, yeah. So yeah. when there is no room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, it's not always good to be the king. 